Warning, this podcast contains details of crimes that may not be suitable for everyone. Trigger warnings from the stories I cover may include violence, murder, sexual assault, and abuse. Listener's discretion is advised. I have two short stories for you today from two different countries. The first one is of a Nigerian preacher who was murdered while evangelizing. And the second one is a shorter story, the death of Eric in Spain. Eunice, a Nigerian Christian preacher, was murdered in cold blood by a suspected Muslim fanatic in the early hours of July 9, 2016, while preaching in Abuja, Nigeria. This is the story of Eunice Alawali. Hi, welcome to Crime Archives. I'm Abby and I'm your host. Eunice was a deaconess at the Divine Touch Parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Old Nepal Road, Phase 4, Kubar. and was reportedly beheaded and stabbed in the stomach and leg by Achilles. Eunice was born on July 23rd, 1974 in Ekiti State, Nigeria. She was married to Elisha Olawale, from Ondo State since 2000 and was a mother of seven. She attended Divine Church Parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. She was described by her husband as a hardworking, God-fearing, and supportive wife. She was also described by others as a humble woman. The family lived in Kubo area of the capital city of Abuja in Nigeria. She was well known to have been preaching in that area for many years. Eunice would typically leave a home around 5 a.m. before dawn to evangelize, usually referred to as morning cry in the streets of Abuja. Several days before a gruesome murder, she overheard nearby Muslim commenting about her preaching that she should be chased away. She also overheard another conversation from a mosque behind the home that her preaching wasn't the truth about God. She told her husband about what she heard and he wanted to be careful. After those incidents, Eunice took some time from her daily money evangelism routine for about a week and then returned. A Muslim cleric who came to their home requesting food for his Islamic school after she stated that she had no food to give him, he left. According to Vanguard, her husband, Alawale Elisha, who is also a pastor of the RCCG, said this on the morning of Eunice's mother after the incident. My wife always goes out early in the morning for morning cry. There was a particular day she went out and she told me that there's a mosque at the back where they were making comments about her preaching. So I just cautioned her. Elisha said this morning, his wife went out around 5 a.m. to our evangelism like she normally would while he was still in bed and they did vigil overnight, which she participated in for a while before the morning cry she planned to go on. Two of my boys are footballers. They went to the field to play. When they came back, they told me that they heard some footballers saying that some hoodlums had butchered a woman who was preaching early this morning, Elisha said. Immediately he heard the information, Alawale dialed his wife's phone to confirm that she was safe. 
but realized it'd been switched off. We hurried down but did not see anybody. However, we saw blood on the ground. I asked the policeman around and he said it was true but that they had taken her to phase 4 police station. I went to the station with my children and when we got there, I saw the lifeless body of my wife. A megaphone, Bible, and mobile phone were still close to her body at the back of the police van. From there, she was taken to the mortuary. The incident happened between 5 and 5.30 a.m. because she usually goes out at 5 a.m. and comes back at 6 a.m. It was learned that Achilles left her in the pool of blood and carefully put a severed head on the Bible with a megaphone and cell phone beside a dead body. But the commission of the police in a statement said a body was intact. A body was discovered by the residents who alerted the police and evacuated her to the police station where a husband went to identify her. The husband of the deceased, Pastor Alawali Elisha, narrating the blow-by-blow -blow account of the incident to the journalists. My wife my always goes for a morning cry between 5 a.m. And six a.m. And uh, anytime it goes by six, she's back. But on Saturday morning, she went out for the thing with her handset and uh, I mean phone with the torchlight and uh, and the mega phone. So I she's supposed to be back by twenty six six thirty. My two sons, uh, Michael Olawale and Modupe uh, Christian Olawale, they always go to feed for their footballers to train. So they came back between 6 30, 7. I was in, in bed, but I've woke up. They now asked me that uh, some footballers in their feed, they were discussing that there's a woman they killed. That woman used to preach in the morning. That the kid, the woman, the megaphone, uh, he was beside her. So when they told me, I said, ah, as mommy come back, I said, no. I picked my phone. I did not even know what to call. Later, I call her line. They said, switch off or not available. So with my short knicker, we stole down the biggest belt two or 300 meters away from our house where we saw people gathered. So we passed through where she was murdered, which we did not know. We came back again. We saw one policeman. The police, I will not ask, oh God, good morning, sir. We were told that uh, they killed a woman here, a preacher. The policeman said, yeah, it is true, but we should go to phase four police station. So as we are going, people are looking at us. My daughter, Jessica, was crying. I said, no, we have not come for it. cannot be mommy. I came back home with them. I drove my car. I changed to this brown trouser. We went back to Fisfer police station. As we entered the police station, we parked outside because the place was blocked, maybe for security reasons. So we came down from the vehicle. As we entered the police station gate, we saw the police pickup coming out of the gate to pass us. So my daughter looked back and saw at the back of, it was not covered, at the back of the policeman, she cried. I turned back and I saw that from the chest up was covered 
But I now saw the clothes of my wife she wore. So we began to cry. I even felt that they carried me into the uh, police station. One officer now came and said that. She, he collected my phone. He called some pastors and they came. So when they came, they now advised she would drive the car because I could not drive again. They should help me to drive the car we went to. They now said that I should not worry that we... Because they are even investigating already. That I should not worry I should go. I came back home. Eunice was murdered on the 9th of July 2016 after she left the house at the usual time to preach. Sources contradict the exact way of her murder. Several reports stated that her throat was slit and her stomach stabbed. Other sources stated that she was stabbed multiple times in the stomach and the leg before bleeding to death. People heard her screaming, blood of Jesus. Although it was reported right after the incident, some of the neighbors were packing their belongings and fleeing. Many residents living close to the area where Eunice was murdered moved away, fear of being arrested as suspect. 11 months after the murder of the 42-year-old preacher, Eunice Olawale in Abuja, the Nigerian police have declined to say if any arrests were made or reviewed the identities of the possible suspect. Some members of the church came out and complained that they were always harassed by some guys who hang around the area where Eunice was murdered. Some members said that the boys always spread their mat in front of the church to sleep and do their cleansing, which had forced the church not to carry out the Tuesday and Thursday midweek services. They had provoked us to take action, but we have remained calm. One of them stated, adding that they called the police prior to the mother to tell them about these guys, who they said were mainly Hausa and Fulani. But the police did nothing. Christians were urged to protect themselves as much as possible while evangelizing. The wife of the vice president, Oludalapo Estebanjo, and Pastor Ie Adeboye paid condolences visit to the family. Eunice's murder did not stop other preachers, one of whom was reported to continue preaching at the exact spot Eunice was murdered. The Christian Association of Nigeria and the Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria gave the police 14 days ultimatum to undergo further investigations pertaining to a murder and bring the perpetrators to book. Eunice's death case remains unsolved. Now to the second story of Eric in Spain. Eric was known as a local bully and a savage who regularly used violence and intimidation to get what he wanted, not even sparing his family. He targeted a 22-year-old cancer-stricken man named Salvador Lopez. He was in a tavern with Eric who kept insulting him, mocking his health issues and trying to pick a fight with him before the owner kicked Eric out. Afterwards, when Savado left, he was ambushed by Eric, who started to brutally beat him, even targeting a small fin pump, causing Savado to defend himself and start eating Eric with his umbrella. Savado actually won, using an umbrella to stab Eric's brain through his nose before running away to tell people to call an ambulance. Savado didn't know that he killed Eric at the time. Savado was charged with manslaughter, but in November 2002, 
it was acquitted by a jury. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime Archives. Tune in next week for another story. My name is Abby. Have a wonderful week. Mm-hmm.